Hello there. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Christian Church podcast. We exist as a church to connect people with God and each other. Today's message comes to us from our lead minister and preacher, Kevin Barton. We hope this inspires you, grows you, and challenges you in your faith and your walk with Jesus. Enjoy! We are in week three um, of our series called Sibling Rivalry. And we've been kind of looking at the story of, of Cain and Abel. And, and what we've said is that this, this story does teach us a lot about human relationships, but that's not the avenue that we're taking. That this story teaches us a lot about three important relationships that we all have and that we all have to deal with. Our relationship to worship, which we talked about last week. Our relationship to anger which we'll talk about today and next week. Uh, there's so much anger in the world. I've got to do a two-parter on this one. And then the, the last week, 4th of July weekend, our relationship to sin. And so today we're going to talk about anger. And the title of the message is, Why Are You Angry? Now, you want to talk about a relevant question for this period in time. That is the question. Why are you angry? There are so many angry people in society today for many different reasons. I think we all would have to admit that 2020 has been somewhat of a different type of year. It's been a little difficult. It's been somewhat trying so far, and we're only we're only halfway through uh, 2020, man. It's going to be a year to forget for sure. Um, so there's, the net result of it is there's a lot of angry people for a lot of different reasons. This COVID-19 coronavirus has people angry at each other. So you've got people that wear masks and some of them get very angry if you don't wear a mask. You don't care about people. You don't love people. All right. But then you have the opposite. Those who don't wear masks get really angry when they see people wearing masks. You're living in fear. Don't live in fear. Right. And so there's all of this exchange, all this anger going on. And then you turn on the news today. You see a lot of anger towards the social injustice towards the black community. I mean, literally right now there are people living and protesting in the streets. Cities are being burned, destroyed. There's a lot of angry people at the injustice towards the African-American community. But then you have the other side of it. There's a lot of angry people who, who don't believe that all police officers are bad. There are a lot of people who, who believe that there needs to be some reform on this issue, but burning down cities and destroying people's businesses that they've worked their whole lives to build is not the right way to handle it. And when they express that opinion, you're a racist. And of course, that nobody wants to be called that today, so there's, there's anger on that issue. The Democrats are extremely angry at the Republicans. The Republicans are extremely angry at the Democrats. And it seems like everything that happens has these political undertones. It's dividing families. There are people who refuse to go to family dinners anymore because the last dinner they started talking about politics and they got in it so bad that they just don't want to be around each other. What's going on, man? That's, that's what I want to say. I mean, right now, there is just so much anger. 
mean, you got to watch Netflix. You got to watch Hulu because you, you can't stand it, right? It's everywhere. Well, anger is perhaps one of the most powerful and, the, and one of the most complex of all human emotions. It's catered to our personalities, right? Everybody handles anger differently. Some of you blow up. Some of you shut down, right? Everyone has different triggers, different buttons that can be pushed to make you angry. Everyone has different levels of anger. They get there at different speeds, and everyone has different reactions. Well, the story of Cain and Abel that we've been in now for for three or four weeks here gives us the first biblical picture of anger. This is the first time anger is mentioned in the Bible. And it's anger in its ultimate form, rage. Cain has rage, so much so that he kills his brother Abel. Rage is pent-up anger. So let me, allow me to do a clumsy illustration here. If you would get up tomorrow and you would go to work and your boss would say something cruel or something inappropriate uh, to you, you're going to be angry in that moment, okay? Rage is pent-up anger. Rage is my boss has been saying cruel and, and, and demeaning things to me for five years. So it's all of this built up inside of me, all of this pent-up anger. Let me give you a working definition of rage real quick. It's this. Rage is a powerful force that creates havoc and results in a venting action without consideration for other people. Now, we're pretty familiar with the story of Cain and Abel. Cain, the older brother, Abel, the younger brother, they bring sacrifices to the Lord. God accepts Abel's. He rejects Cain's. And this would cause Cain to act out in anger, to act out in rage upon his brother with no regard or no consideration for his life. Just rage. Let's look at the text, Genesis 4, 6 through 8. And the Lord said to Cain, this is after he rejected his sacrifice, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must overrule it. Cain spoke to his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. There's the first account of anger in the Bible. There's a man named B.R. Holt. And he tells this, this story, B.R. is from Idaho, and uh, he was in Washington, D.C. on some business and, and talked about how bad the traffic is in Washington, D.C. Like Atlanta is notorious for traffic, but it's like a picnic if you've ever tried to drive around Washington, D.C. So he was driving on a rush hour morning down this street, and there was a, a man in front of him. And as they're going down the street, this female pulls right out in front of the man in front of him from a side street, doesn't even look. And that guy slams on his brakes and almost hits her. And then he can see the guy just filled with rage. His, he's screaming, his arms are waving, he's pointing, and they come up upon a stoplight. Then he sees this man get out of his car, and he walks towards 
the young lady's car, no doubt he was going to ball her out. Well, upon seeing this, she opens her door, runs out of the car, smiling, runs towards this man, throws her arms around him, and passionately kisses him on the lips. With that, she was back in her car and she drove away. She left this man standing in the middle of the street, speechless and looking confused and embarrassed, but no longer angry. Why was he angry? He couldn't remember. Why are you angry? That's the question that God asked Cain in the text, and I believe it's a question that he's asking us today. It's a question designed to help us face what's really happening inside of us. It's a question that we all have to answer or that anger will destroy us. Why are you angry? God knew, God knows everything. God knew that Cain was angry, but he still asked him why he was angry. And I believe this is why, because God knew then what psychologists know today. That anger is a secondary emotion. You have to have a preceding emotion for anger to exist. In other words, it doesn't just appear out of nowhere. Some other emotion has to precede the anger in order for the anger to exist. So we feel angry because we feel something else. Wronged, misunderstood, mistreated embarrassed, disappointed, rejected, jealous, terrified, right? And so the text is teaching us, and we might not even know it, something here. The text is teaching us that Cain felt angry because he had some other wrong emotion going on in his heart. There was something inside of him going on. He had this primary emotion first. All right, and so there's conjecture to what that emotion was. Maybe it was jealousy. God accepted his brother's offering. He didn't accept mine. I'm jealous, and that's causing me to be angry. Some say it was he felt embarrassed because God called him out right there. You see this a lot with kids, right? If a kid gets embarrassed, they can become pretty angry. Some say he felt rejected, less than his brother. Or he felt it was unfair that, that God was mistreating him. So you had some type of primary emotion, and then the secondary emotion that filled his heart was anger. And so I want you to understand something right out of the gate here this morning is that anger has to have a primary emotion to piggyback on. And it's not just a piggyback, it's like a springboard, some of these emotions, that will just spring our anger into rage. And so that's why God asked him in verse 6, Cain, why are you angry? In other words, Cain, what's going on inside? What's your first emotion? What's causing this anger? It's, is it because you're jealous of your brother? Is it because you're embarrassed because I, I rejected your sacrifice? Do you feel there's some injustice and it's causing this anger to boil up inside of you? You see, what God's trying to do is to get Cain to see the root of his anger. Why are you so angry, man? That first emotion is that springboard for anger itself. So let's talk about us for a minute. 
if you feel angry right now with all that's going on in our society or all maybe that's going on in your home, that's a secondary emotion. And in order for you to do anything to cope with that, you've got to find the source of the primary emotion that's causing that anger. So what's causing you to be angry? Well, for some, it's the injustices in our world. Black people are being mistreated. The poor and the powerless are being mistreated. And that injustice causes anger. For some, it could be racism. Like maybe you are, you do have racial tendencies. And all that you're seeing is forcing you to confront yourself and your views. And that causes anger. Maybe it's pride. I'm on the Republican side. We're always right. No, I'm on the Democratic side. No, we're always right. And there's this pride to be on the right side. What is the source of your anger? Because before you can deal with it, you've got to trace it back to its source. And so the question that I, will, that I would encourage you to wrestle with this week in your life as you go through your week is that Genesis 4-6 question that Cain asked God. Why are you angry? So let me bring it down to more of a micro slash personal level for you. Maybe God's saying to you, why are you so angry with your spouse? Where's that coming from? Do you feel betrayed? Do you feel neglected? Something like that, and it's causing you to be angry at your spouse. Why are you so angry at your dad? Do you feel like he doesn't love you? Why are you so angry at your son? Did he do something to to disappoint you? Why are you so angry with your neighbor? What's the cause of that? Why are you so angry with your brother or your sister in the Lord? Why are you so angry with your church? Why are you so angry with yourself? You see, until we can find and then own that first emotion, we're never going to be able to deal from the anger that stems from it. Genesis 4, 6, and then 7, he says, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? In other words, I can read the anger on your face. But then look at what he says in verse 7. Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? In other words, God is saying, listen, you can do this over. You can bring another offering. If you do the right thing, there's a right way to deal with this. I know you're angry, but how you react is very important to what's going to happen next in your life. I know you're angry, but there's a right way to handle this. But you know, there's this weird thing about being a human being, though. I know I deal with it, the same thing that Cain did. As humans... When we do the wrong thing and someone points it out to us or it backfires in our faces, we have the proclivity to get angry. We don't get contrite. We don't get repentant. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I should. What happens is we get angry, we get defensive, and then pride sets in. And so that's what's happening here. Cain does something wrong, it bites him, he becomes angry, it spreads through his body like a cancer, it infects every corner of his being, it boils, it festers, 
He brings his brother out to the field. He attacks him. He either beats or bleeds the life out of his younger brother, Abel. And from this point on in Genesis chapter 4, men begin to mistreat other men. People begin to mistreat other people. And we have been fighting this ever since Genesis chapter 4. And so the net result is, I'm going to leave this series open-ended. We're going to have to do a part two uh, on anger uh, next week. But this week, I want you to wrestle with that question that God asked Cain. Why are you angry? What emotion are you dealing with that's springboarding your anger into existence? What emotion has opened the door for anger to come in reside in your heart, and then manifest itself in your behaviors. I, I have shared with you, when I was a, a little boy, uh, from the time I was born until I was about 12 and a half years old, I lived with uh, my mom, and um, I had a very unsupervised childhood. I was kind of free to kind of do what I wanted. Uh, my mom has battled substance issues her whole life, uh, and, and so just a way of life for me. And I was very independent, could get, get out, I could make chicken noodle soup, toast, I could cook, I could do things uh, at a very early age. And one of the things I did was get ready for school myself in the mornings. And it was first or second grade. It was the same routine. I would get ready. I would go into the bedroom and uh, I would say, hey mom, I'm leaving, catch the bus. And she would give me like 50 cents. That bought a school lunch back then. I am old. Um, well, this particular morning, I guess my mom had had, had a, a pretty late night and had engaged in some type of substance. And so when I went in to, to get lunch money, I couldn't get her woken up. You know, she was breathing, but she was mumbling. She was still sleeping off the events of the night before. And it scared me, right? As a little kid, hey, uh, she would just mumble at me. I'm leaving for school. I couldn't get her to wake up. And, and so I finally took two quarters out of her purse and I left. But the whole ride to school and all morning long, all I could think about, I was afraid. What if I go home and she's still laying there? What if she, what if she dies there? What am I going to do? And so I had this, this fear all day. Well, then lunchtime came and it was pizza day. Remember that, that good old cafeteria school pizza? Uh, at, at my school, you had two choices. You had cheese or you had pepperoni. And, and I have food that I dislike. Uh, the, the, the number one culprit, the devil's nectar, is ketchup. I, can't, I hate ketchup, but right under that is pepperoni. I do not like pepperoni. And so I'm at school, and, the, and I want cheese pizza. They flop some pepperoni pizza there, and I'm like, no, 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 I want, I want cheese. I want cheese. And the lunch lady says, well, look, we, we're out of cheese. It's going to take like 11 12 minutes for the next batch to be done. You just need to eat this and go on. I said, no, 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 I don't want this. I want cheese. I don't like pepperoni. No, too bad. Move on. So I remember, like, seeing red, picking up the tray, putting my hand under it, looking her in the eye and, and saying, I told you I wanted cheese pizza. And I took that tray and threw it up against the wall Pizzas coming down, some kind of fruit cocktails, you know, coming down the wall. 
and she looks at me and grabs me, and I'm in the principal's office, and I don't remember a whole lot about being young, but I remember this event, and I remember the principal asking me, why are you angry? Because this wasn't the first event like that that's happened when I was in elementary school. And I look back on it, and I realize it was my fear. I didn't know what what I was going to go home to that caused my anger. So let me say it this way. I didn't have an anger issue. I had a fear issue. No amount of anger management was going to take that away. I had to deal with that primary emotion of fear first. You see, we all have to know what emotion we're dealing with. Because then you can work on attacking that primary emotion, which will in all likelihood free you from the anger that stems from that emotion. And so here's my challenge for you. I've got four minutes. Here's my challenge for you. I want you to ask yourself this week, why am I angry? When I turn on the news or when I, when I get on the road, why am I angry? And ask God to reveal what that primary, what's causing that anger. And then ask God to help you overcome that primary emotion. And magically, your anger dissipates. And I kind of feel like God's asking that of us today. Why are you angry? God asked Cain this question because he wanted Cain to face and deal with the roots of his own anger. And because he knew that if Cain failed to do this, if Cain failed to deal with this anger, the results would be murderous. Pun intended. So God is asking the same question for the same reasons to us today. Why are you angry? Honestly, answering that question can set you free from a lot of trouble in your life. Failing to answer that question can be disastrous like it was for Cain. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast today. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate or partner with us in what God is doing here, check out our website at elevatecc.com. Until next time, God bless you and thanks again.